There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white. Tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Welcome back, my sweethearts. Today, Amanda and I share a really fun and interesting interview with a married couple that has been through a whole lot on their fertility journey. But first, I'll catch you up to speed on mine. Dr. Kalen said to call him if I got my period, and so when I did, I called him. And the folks at the front desk scheduled an appointment for me for last Tuesday. I arrived, and they showed me to my room and told me to disrobe from the waist down. And then I was like, wait, what are we doing today? You don't think I'm prepping for an IUI, do you? They did. That's what they thought. And then I was like, sorry, I'm confused. I thought I was just here to talk. I'm one of those really fun patients that needs to ask a billion questions before making decisions. So they brought me to Dr. Kalen's office so I could weigh my options. Hi. Hey, Molly, how are you? I'm good. Do you mind if I record? Oh, oh no. That's right. Um, wait, let me get my voice. <coughs> me, 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 me. So actually, I don't know why I'm here. Turns out he was confused, too. I assumed we were just going to be talking. He assumed that since this is a fertility clinic and he's a fertility doctor, that I would have fertility treatments. (laughs) Makes sense. The way I look at this is time is never on our side. Right. Um, And the assumption is that if we have sperm and you're ovulating, we're either going to do a natural insemination or a clomid insemination. Right. Those are are kind of my ideas. And, and, And everything starts with the beginning of your cycle. Right, 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 right. Does anyone ever do Clomid and a home insemination? I never advise on a home insemination. Right. It's just simply, it's just sort of like out of my purview. The, I mean, just because it jumps away from like what is like medical versus like personal. And like, and I know that people do it and, and right. like, you know, that's, if, if that's something that you want to do, I, I certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't stop you from well, doing like, it. I, I get it. If I was with, a, if I had a husband and we were just trying at home mm-hmm. after three months, would you say to do IUI or would you say six months? I would, I would say between three and six months to get moving at, at 40. Because we're like, it's just hard. Yeah. Uh, or certainly like, you know, mm-hmm. get moving on like other sort of evaluation, maybe test the tubes. So I guess that's kind of like where I'm, the way I see this. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, with the home inseminations, like, you know, it is still different than having sex because there is like kind of that much more effort involved with it. How well is being collected? Is it getting into the vagina correct? I mean, it's like, it just again, I just, I can't, yeah. I, I make certain assumptions based on intercourse that you can't with that. that. So right, right, right. yeah, I mean, maybe if you were, if you were having sex and you just, just started, it's been three months and you, you know, you are now, uh, you know, do you want to try it another month or two? I mean, that's fine. I believe that that what we would be doing here would be more 
more successful than a home insemination. Yeah, and do you know what the rates are for IUI in general or for your office or any of that stuff? So it's based on age, mm. and the rates of success for IUI are, are, are as follows. Now I want to give you all of his answers, but we don't have a ton of time in this episode because there's a ton of fun stuff up ahead. So for more on IUI success rates, go to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Do you think that I have a luteal phase deficiency because my, oh, I don't understand my cycle, okay? Uh, first of all, let me talk about my period first. Okay, what I'm really trying to ask him is, what day do I actually start my period? Is it the day that I first see spotting or is it the day that I have my first actual real flow? Because if I call the day that I first see spotting day one of my cycle, then my follicular phase is 17 or 18 days long. And then my luteal phase is about 10 days long. But if I call day one, the day that I get my first real flow, then my follicular phase is 14 days and my luteal phase is 14 days and I'm ovulating right in the middle on day 14 or 15. But if we are calling day one the day I get my real flow, then what does the spotting mean? Does it mean that I have low progesterone? And if I have low progesterone during my luteal phase, wouldn't that make it hard for the new embryo to actually implant because my uterine lining wouldn't be thick enough? And wouldn't it be harder to carry a baby to full term? And if this is all true, then shouldn't I get progesterone treatments? But instead of asking all these questions in a clear and concise way, I just rambled and never actually figured out any of the answers. So I know people that skip IUI and go straight to IVF just because IUI can take so many tries and it adds up and it adds up, becomes as much as IVF. So do you have feelings about that? I, I usually like to try I, IUI for one to two, maybe three times. Okay. Because I, the, after two times when you start hitting like diminished returns. Mm-hmm. So if I can get pregnant on a single IUI, fantastic. It's like we struck lightning. And there is cost, but that's where the, you want to like look at the cost benefit. And so if you can make it happen the first couple times, great. But if not, I don't want to spin my wheels. I want to move on to IVF. Right. And you're still learning things about the person's body during that time. It can be valuable for IVF. Mm. So that's hard. So we talk more about IUI, IVF, InvoCell, egg quality as you age, and whether or not I should use my frozen eggs. And all of this is up on my Patreon for you right now. In conclusion... So I still don't know what to do. I Listen, every month you're going to try doing what you're going to do. When you are ready to... If you need to be, if you need my help, hopefully you won't. But if you're ready to get started in terms of using like medicine insemination, then it always just starts at this point. And you call me and say, hey, I'm ready to get started. Right. I mean, we can, we can check your tubes. We can schedule an HSG this month. That's something. So that's what we did. I scheduled an HSG, a histosalpingogram. What's that? Well, that's that thing where they squirt the stuff in the thing and then you figure it out. And it costs $580. <laughs> no big deal. Now let's get started with our interview. Today, Amanda and I are interviewing our friends Selena and Josh Dean. We met Selena and Josh through our friends Melissa and Martin. Remember them? I went to their wedding the day after my first insemination. Anyway, Selena and Josh have been married for 11 years and they met doing theater 17 years ago in their hometown of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So Edmonton. Yes, we met doing theater there. True. Alberta. Yes. Alberta. That is, now I've never been to Canada, but Alberta is my favorite because of its name because i want to go there so badly what no, about you, it what? i want to go to jasper national yes. Florida. oh it's you amazing. aren't lying yes, yes. Yeah. it's oh my beautiful god. and there's this is it athabasca falls that's mm-hmm. in there oh my gosh how do you i don't know <laughs> <laughs> 
great. Because of Instagram. Sure. Right. Because I see these, I follow photographers, nature photographers, and I see these places and I want, and I save them in my, you know, save to collection, go mm-hmm. to there. Right. And I go and I look and I see they're all from Alberta. Oh yeah! Come on, it's Alberta. beautiful. It yeah, is. it's got it's got it's got some re- a lot of beauty. The, all the the Rockies are there, and Banff Banff is another Banff. place yeah, you gotta I go def- check out. I de- I, yes, I'd like to go there as well. You want to go with me? I would love to. Because I was thinking I'd have to go by myself. No, you would come. I love a girls' trip. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll stay home. <laughs> <laughs> now and. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's the plan. I get pregnant, I make a little money, I take some time off, I grab Amanda and some other girls, and we get wild in Alberta, Canada. I am truly excited for my future. So, Selena, you just came back. Every year, you go to mm-hmm. Kentucky Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. To be Mrs. What's-Her-Face? Cratchit. Cratchit. Yeah. Yep. In a Christmas Carol. How, how many years have you been doing that? Uh, this year was my ninth. Amazing. So yeah. she's had about... 49 Cratchit children over the course of that time. Wow. Yeah, and how many shows have you done? Didn't you have a... Yeah. Like a just past the 300 th- mark. 300, 300. mark. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. It is. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's such a... Yes, I have loved it so much. And, um, and the kids are a huge part of it, to be honest, because we have formed buddy ships, relationships, and yeah. I pretty much know... Or have some sort of connection with almost all of the kids that I've worked with because Mm of social media or whatever, Mm -hmm. which is delightful and lovely. So like first year or second year Cratchit kids are graduating college now, right? Yeah, there's like one of them lives here now and he rock climbs and he's just like a man in the world and it's can molly have his sperm <laughs> maybe yeah, prob- that's probably i don't know i'm not gonna volunteer it but i'm sure i can wait so dm him sure great that's i think a dmable question yo sperm question mark <laughs> you up sperm yeah, sperm yeah <laughs> but and you also describe yourself as a uh, big time theater nerd yeah well, uh, you did like, the other I day. Think you described me as that. <laughs> if I'm gonna be clear, okay, 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 okay. And then I Gosh. said, "Yeah, it's not inaccurate." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I just like always the impressed with actors that are really actors. Yeah, who like spend all of the time in the act. Yeah, yeah. I am too. Yeah. Or who like read the script and then like do work on it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or instead no of plays. just pretending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I drew on a couple of pages so people it looked like yeah. I really was researching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just spin around three times before a scene. Yeah. to loosen up. Mission accomplished. <laughs> but like whatever gets you there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are Are you the same, Josh? I'm interested in theater, but I don't follow it as closely. I st- we started in theater together, but I've moved here and was doing more on camera stuff, and mm-hmm. so I just kind of. That's more what I focused on. Oh my gosh, you just reminded me that on Sunday you're going on a trip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm going to Canada to shoot a, uh, a Harlequin romance movie. It will be my third. <gasps> yeah. But this time you're the lead. I am the lead in this one. I was saying earlier to Amanda that it's I'm, normally it's like a, a underwear model or like real hunky dudes <laughs> are the leads. And I'm the goofy sidekick friend and this time they were i guess they couldn't find someone so now i'll be that guy yeah do you have any love scenes there's no no that like the the ultimate which you would think because harlequin i always thought was like a little bit more bodice ripping kind of a thing but these are all like a kiss they're all essentially hallmark hallmark they it is but they'll do it with cg 
<laughs> I'll kiss fine. a green screen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so no, this this like a kiss is going to be the the most, and maybe I think there's a a tango in it. Oh uh, no, a tango in a lot of ways that's more erotic than yeah. it certainly can be if you intimate. know how to do it. Otherwise. <laughs> So you're also uh, recurring on Blind Spot quite a lot this season, I huh? I am indeed, yeah. This I've is been very, very cool. Yeah, it's been so awesome. Blind Spot on NBC, everybody. NBC, Friday nights, y'all. Friday I night. have to shout out that I will be on Blind Spot. Which this episode? Be- the, tonight. It's tonight. Gonna be tonight. This episode. Tonight. So this is February 15th. 15th. Yeah. February oh, 15th. Oh, okay. So go back in time, everybody. <laughs> well, you can probably see it now on Hulu mm-hmm. whenever you're listening to oh, it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That is right, because I watched it on Hulu, and yes, I saw it, and they were both great. It's episode 413. And I play um, the uh, some sort of presidential aide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she's being humble. She plays the senior advisor to the president. And I'm on Air Force One. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same episode, but we never got any scenes No, we together. didn't. I was just, um, yeah, we did never cross. Yeah, you so were you Aaron. on a with Aaron, yeah. pretend plane? There was a, a cockpit that I was in, um, and a pretend boardroom on a pretend like airplane interior, right? With oh, windows. Cool. Was yeah. it cool? It was very cool, actually. And I you bet were in the, the cockpit. S- yeah, because um, they show this in the trailer, but the the plane becomes under attack. Yeah. Mm. What? So oh, it was no. actually really hard acting because I had to be like, ah, we're going down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like drama. It was real, the hardest thing I've ever. <laughs> it was a lot of pretending. I don't know if it, if it came across. Oh, it came across, Amanda. I was scared for your life. Tune in, everybody. Blind spot on NBC. So now, listeners, you know these two here sitting mm-hmm. on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. And Selena's a, a listener of the podcast. I am. Yeah. I am such, uh, I feel happy to be here for, with both of you because I listen to both of your podcasts. Oh. And Amanda and I were talking about it earlier, but um, Sprimcast is what we're talking about. <laughs> it is such a great podcast and I appreciate it so much. Not only do I get laughs and just enjoy the humor, but um, there's a sense of community because what you are doing and talking about can be isolating, I think. Mm. And I think even as women and ladies, we don't tend to always be open about this fertility journey, mm-hmm. which is why we're here. Uh, we're not, we're, I mean, we're having a great time, but we're here <laughs> to talk about that with you as well. Yeah. And so you've created this space for us to listen and to learn and to go, oh, that was my experience and that wasn't my experience. And I just feel um, much less alone in this Ooh. whole world. And so thank you for That's this awesome. podcast. Yeah. Thank you. It's true. <laughs> it's something that people don't talk about because they don't want to be, you know, people don't won't don't ask us like- about what's happening because they... A, it can be awkward because, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not going great, but also, oh, maybe they don't want to talk about it. It's a private thing, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then I, there's like shame attached yeah. and like all of this weird stuff where it's just like, it's just like weird body life stuff like everything else. And if we could all just have open dialogue, yeah. it would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't. Yeah. And your podcast is allowing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and also people, they want to help, but they're not asking because they don't want to make you feel yeah, weird you can't, but you don't know. know that they want to help you because they're they're being polite so i guess you should tell us what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's another i mean even during this this last 10 minutes of talking i 
you know, it's it's awkward to bring it up. Right, even, yeah. You know? I yeah. know, and I don't know why it... How stupid, right? Even though it's why we're yes, here to talk. I am really... I don't like to invade and, and you know, get in people's business, but I... I don't know how to show them I care if I don't ask. And so it's just a strange uh, paradox or what's it? What's not paradox? It is a paradox. Yeah. You're, you catch want 22? to reach out? Yeah, it's sure. a catch 22. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so how are you and what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good. We're good. Um, so it's been a long journey. That's why we're good. I think like we weren't for a long time. No. I am 40 and we did IVF when I was 36 so that's four years ago mm-hmm. and prior to that we had been like trying to get pregnant as earnestly as one does mm-hmm. but not in the actual like by the calendar yeah, committed way yeah. and as you has, have mentioned we are actors and we're on the road a lot mm-hmm. so we just thought oh we're just like not syncing up or it's just not working because our schedules are pretty erratic mm-hmm. and we aren't always together right yeah but enough years went by where we keyed into the fact that, no, this is maybe more than that. So mm-hmm. through testing, of course, we realized that we are not fertile, which no one says expressly. No, also- they don't just say, no, nah, it's not going to work for you. <laughs> they all go like, well, there's, it's possible that if we do yeah. all these expensive, complicated things, it could work. And I am essentially, due to a, a variety of uh, ailments, uh, like pretty much entirely infertile. Selena is fertile, uh, but we were never going to be able to have, like it was essentially low count. Mm-hmm. And then just because we you were 36 and that can have its own challenges, uh, we were never going to be able to conceive naturally. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't going to be able to happen. So we didn't wow. know the why of that exactly. We just knew that your counts were low, sperm counts were low, motility was slow, Everything all was of bad. that stuff. Morphology, motility, count mm-hmm. was all is all no good. And my mm-hmm. egg count was at 36 low, but still producing eggs Mm -hmm. so through the specialist at the clinic that we were working with at that time well it was pacific fertility was the name of the yeah of the the place and we had we had gone gotten to them because somebody we knew somebody who had had success there the only other person we that wasn't even a friend but the only other person we found out had ever done ivf that was a vague connection to us yes And um, they also have a program, so if you made under a certain amount of money, which I did at that time, Mm. you then qualify for a bit of a subsidized rate, Mm -hmm. which was really important to us at that time, especially because, as you know, it's really freaking expensive. It's insanely expensive, prohibitively so for most Mm -hmm. people. So for so many reasons, it was the right clinic to go to, but... There was always a sense of anonymity when we went, like the doctor wouldn't really remember who we were mm. or like what, what the our specifics. Specific like you'd have to was. sit down and kind of go through the stuff, you know. And like wouldn't take the five minutes before entering the room to look <laughs> yeah, at the to chart just at to just yeah. be like, right, right, right. Like, because it's all in a chart, right? It's all there. You can find the Coles notes, I'm sure. Uh, just wouldn't. And so. Every time it would, first of all, you're waiting in a waiting room for forever and ever and ever. And it's so impossibly glamorous in a way, the waiting room. Like like marble like and white leather. And, and you just feel how much money is in this industry. Yeah. So you're sitting there just like, 
the money is maybe not going to the right things. Yeah. But- yeah. So it's just an, it's an odd look for them <laughs> to be like, we're here to help you have a baby. And that's why we live in a Bond villain lair. Yes. It's like <laughs> white marble and purple velvet. Oh, God. Like, yeah. no. Just like Vegas, a Vegas suite. It was weird. Yeah. So that was like, those were things I suppose in hindsight, we could have keyed into the fact that those don't feel like they work for us. But it was a reduced rate. And we didn't know what the heck we were doing. I mean, it's a thing you only can afford to do the one time. So it's not like you, you can go like, well, you know, we'll learn. And then next time we'll, we'll right. know. You're right. like, uh, we got to take a shot somewhere. And this place will give us a break. And we know it has worked for somebody. And they have. So break meaning, I think it was like $5,000 less right. maybe. So yeah. it was probably what? Fourteen or fifteen thousand. Wound up being about twenty-four because you also, you know, once you take into account all of the tests and taking the good god, yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. So it was a lot. Jeez. Yeah. It's a right. It's this a commitment. One round. One round. Mm. Good lord. And we'll explain why it was only one round. Yeah. So we would go. We would have the checkups, and it was all progressing actually, the way it was supposed to. I didn't have a lot of eggs, um, but there were eggs to use. There I injected her in the use. stomach a bunch of times with a variety <laughs> of terrifying things. Oh my God. Yeah. The first time it was so hilarious. He cried. Because uh, <laughs> oh I mean, God. like I, I don't, I have, I have some, uh, like I have a disease that means I always am getting blood drawn and stuff like that. But we yeah. didn't know that at the time. We didn't oh, even didn't know it at know. the time. But, um, and, and, and uh, but like, and that's no problem for me, but like seeing Selena get blood drawn or like anything that she might not like happening to her is yeah. like, that's hard for me. Mm. So then having to be the one that's doing it was yeah. not cool. And I made him be the one to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're yeah, lucky you had the man there to do it because the single ladies. Oh, yeah. You've got well, to when just When I froze like, my eggs, I had to do that by my, I had to do all the same right, injections the, by of myself. Course, yeah. But I had a girlfriend come over the first night. Yeah. It's scary who had it's, done it before. Yeah. It is. It's scary. And then it's like, oh, it's just needles. Okay. But it is weird, though, to get up the courage to just be like, mm. yeah. Yeah. No. Just, oh, just have yours. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> I'll do it I to would, you. I would do it for you. Yeah. Uh, now I'm cool oh, with Now I'm good should, with yeah, that. I can him do, do it. it. He's so I mean, good I'll let too. anybody do it. No. Now you're like, yeah, just, <laughs> just a pin cushion. Um, so, anyhow. Yeah, so it was all moving apace and it was progressing as it was supposed to. And we were at the stage where we, um, they were waiting for blastocysts to form, mm-hmm. blastocysts to form, basically. So for the listeners, that's when the zygote is five days old? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and at then that that's point, when you, would you do, do the, implant. the implantation right. of it. So we were then called in to do the implant. So you got blastocysts. One. Okay. Out of seven possible eggs, only one developed mm-hmm. and they were, they were like well, we're, it's go time let's mm-hmm. do this okay, mm-hmm. come in tomorrow we're gonna do the thing so okay. you go and you get unrobed and uh disrobed undressed <laughs> and you lie on the cold metal thing and that's fine and it it was in somehow this are you awake ago. for that yeah yeah but you're not awake for the re- egg retrieval no, no. interesting oh yeah because yeah, they're just putting it in your uterus right, right. it'll find okay. its way mm. and of course like all of this time leading up 
I'm going to acupuncture and I'm like, mm, you know, doing, doing my Zen best journaling daily and mm. like talking to our soon to be baby through journaling, like just okay, like so doing talking to the, uni- of, the universe. I was yeah. talking to the, I was talking to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I have read back some of my talks to the universe. Oh, oh boy. That's a real trip. I'll tell you. Oh, boy. <laughs> but so there we were real ready to go. Just go the for it. The nurses are all coming. Oh, are you ready oh, so we were exciting. like in a very central area too it for, seemed like there was a lot of pass through like they were <laughs> oh my like going gosh. into the freezer to retrieve things and stuff oh and then gosh. they'd be like are you excited the doctor you know he's with another patient because you never know how these things go and there's some woman who just time was long. so anyway he's going to be with you it's just going to be a little bit longer so they're like kind of like okay we're excited and building it up and just in the stirrups you're waiting and i'm sitting there next to you and, and it took a what Maybe 35, 40 minutes. It took a, it we were there a long time the just waiting in the store. Like that also seems you like that could have been done. You were in too? I mean, I just, I mean, you know, solidarity. He wanted to, you know, I bring them. Know. I bring them most places I go. He took his pants off too. They told him to put please, his pants back on. Please, sir, please put your pants back on, they said. But he wouldn't. I refuse. Um, so there we were in stirrups, pantless. And then uh, the doctor came in. And he, I remember he was in plain clothes. I just remember him in his sneakers and plain clothes for whatever reason. And um, he said, what are you doing here? (gasps) What are you doing here? It didn't work. Your, Your eggs are terrible. His sperm is terrible. It didn't work. And we were both like four years hindsight now. I'm like, is that actually what he did but that is exactly what he did he said those those things yeah and then in still that same moment without our pants on without my pants on (laughs) lying down he said i do you have a brother josh or your father maybe your father father we could get sperm from him and we were just like our brains were not there (laughs) because we were so ready for a different outcome and so we just didn't know what to do with that information it's like he could have just thrown a grenade in the room it would have been the same thing we just were selena started crying i started crying because of just that disappointment but then kind of being attacked simultaneously oh my god yeah that yeah. is just fucking terrible yeah. horrible yeah, yeah but least- you know at least it also is costing twenty five thousand dollars while you're oh you're sitting you know god. so i remember like getting dressed and leaving and just like the saddest puppies leaving, ever having to go to the financial person first because oh, you sure. always have to walk down the hallway to the financial person every time and you that's leave just that it's office. the walk of shame yeah. so all the nurses just kind of like <laughs> knowing that something didn't go well and we're just like yeah. Yeah. weeping um and dealing with the financial person and then spending a couple of days which i think was about four days and going to what that didn't seem like it was handled right that didn't seem like it was handled correctly right or are we just being over emotional also because you're pumped full of drugs and so i thought maybe i'm being so like this is how this goes we knew the chance of it not working was like super high we weren't expecting immediate success but we then both decided that wasn't actually the right way to deal with things so i wrote him and said i I just don't feel like you treated us well and I hope you don't speak to another patient that way again because it felt awful. And he wrote back and he said, you're right. Can you ever forgive me? Oh, what? what? The end. And, and that was it? We never saw him again. No. Um, Can you ever forgive I wrote, me? I wrote was it r- sarcasm? I have no I idea. I still I mean, don't it, know. No, but it also, 
easily could have read that way. And I wrote to kind of, I, I wrote in, you know, the actual place, just Pacific Fertility, and to, to say, like, how, where do I lodge a complaint? And he wrote back and said, with me, because he's in charge of the place. <laughs> so it's not so much the clinic, like, it, it's just his care was terrible for us. Why so, did they have you come in? Was there a mistake? Yeah. There was that a mistake. They, there was a mistake. There must, yeah. But that somehow, like, the nurses in that time, there was 40 minutes to, like, Figure actually that look at the charts out. and look at what was, yeah, and nobody sorted it out. So that was dumb. And um, the clinic w- happened to be close to our home and just driving by it, I oh, it would yeah. just like, oh, God, I feel sick. I, I don't. I can't drive down Wilshire. So we, we basically went into uh, kind of a recovery mode for... A, a couple of years Jeez. where we didn't even really talk about it together much like it just was sort of too painful of a thing and we just sort of shelved it and in that time your health was weird it mm-hmm. was fluctuating so we then learned in that time that Josh has a disease called Addison's disease which has contributed all this time to that low motility low count to his overall sperm health Mm -hmm. it's part of the side effects to it can you tell us what that is basically my adrenal system doesn't work Mm -hmm. so um and then it also is a thyroid condition as well and Mm -hmm. so um i don't know there's like a a million random uh things that go along with it but i can't regulate had it jfk had it so his skin was really pigmented i don't know if you know hyperpigmentation and that's how we keyed into the fact that josh has it is he People would comment on, oh, have you been on a tropical vacation? Because he would look tanned. I look so, so tanned. tanned. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay. Then we were calling it was, handsome guy disease. Because I was like, losing weight and, and, and super tanned. And everyone was calling it handsome man disease. And then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, I can't regulate water and salt in my system very well. I don't really have adrenaline. So uh, um, I have a super low blood pressure. Uh, so a lot of dizziness and stuff like mm. that. And um muscle exhaustion adrenal fatigue bunch of just a bunch of stuff yeah but so you know if the medication is working it's all good yeah. but if you don't know to be medicated then it's a mess right and right. then his he was kind of becoming a mess your body mm-hmm. yeah um so we were <laughs> learning about fair. that for two years basically <laughs> yeah that's right yeah and, Trying to get and that you discovered sorted. that from the fertility test no oh. f- discovered it uh, because my even though it's an extremely rare and non- uh, it is not hereditary, mm-hmm. supposedly. My sister has it. What? Like it's like a one in two hundred. Two million. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, it's like a three in a million, I think is what it is. Chance that somebody in your family would also have. No, that, that anyone. It, that's has who it. has it. Yeah, is okay. that many people. And then the fact that my sister also has it is insane. And so our doctor didn't want to test for it she because like, she said there's, there's just no, way. no chance. It right? is literally impossible. And I was right. like, it is what I have. And finally I forced her to test me. And boy, was she sorry after. But she's a good doctor. She was, yeah. In that time, also, we were kind of like, we don't trust doctors. We don't like doctors. I hate doctors. Doctors are jerks. Yeah. But she's not a jerk. She's not a jerk. She's not a jerk. Yeah. Um, So we sorted that out Mm -hmm. and then went, okay, let's revisit this IVF thing. We're still within this program of getting a subsidized rate for a second round. So with the same. People? Well, yes, but, but di- I can't possibly doctor, go clinic. into that clinic. Yeah. They have another one in Glendale. Let's oh, go to that okay. one, and mm-hmm. there's another doctor there. So we went in, told her our whole sad story. She said that shouldn't have happened. Oh, my God, la, 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 whatever, like they do. 
And then the next visit, oh, then we got an email saying she's leaving that practice oh, no. unrelated. And we were like, well, this place is dumb. Forget yeah. it. Forget, Forget it. everything. Forget it. Why even try? Yeah. Um, so I was 38 at that time, I guess. And that really was it. It was um, a financial choice and an emotional choice. And also um, the likelihood of it actually working was getting smaller and smaller. So it seemed like even if we were to do it, what a dumb financial investment that would have been for us. And so we, for the last year and a half, I'd say, just got cool with like, well, this is our family. We are our family. And we did look into adoption quite a lot and went and met with an adoption place and well, stuff. Well, we came around to we that. We came around to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, for whatever reason, the the first instinct in like my I wasn't raised by my birth mother my birth mother passed mm. when I was three oh. so why adoption wasn't uh even on our top of mind I don't know but it's something sort of in the last six months or last year I guess that we had been exploring mm-hmm. and then I went to my regular OBGYN who mm-hmm. is a fertility specialist as well yeah. and she said so what's the deal? What's going on with your fertility situation? And I said, well, this, this, this. And we're kind of now looking at adoption. And she said, well, you know, there are other choices. Like there's another, you know, I specialize in exactly this. And I was like, not really. I've been dealing with this other clinic for so long. What kind of? And she said, what about sperm and egg donation? Tell me more. Mm-hmm. And so she did. And then I got home and was kind of newly excited and inspired by that idea and josh too was excited and inspired mm-hmm. because by i idea. wasn't as excited about adoption yeah you weren't no mm. i mean once we met with an agency it felt like you had a little more I've, understanding understanding yeah but it, it felt different than i don't know why it just yeah. feels different than having your child uh your own child and and um uh i think it is a a great thing that it happens but uh it just felt it felt like getting involved in another expensive bureaucracy that was pretending to care and i I didn't love it that's interesting so that is where we are afraid of that we're afraid of the systems because it feels like we got burned by the systems and Mm. i know we have so many amazing family stories around us of adoptive families that have found each other and it worked and and they are blissfully happy um as any family can be but they all had to work pretty hard to get their families Mm -hmm. yeah we're fine with hard work but it just seems like a lot of emotional work that Mm -hmm. we're afraid of right now yeah so i don't know we may revisit that but at this point in time where we're at is pursuing sperm and egg donation There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss on Tuesday I will go and have a hydrosonogram which I have had done 
during the IVF times. I think I might be having one of those today. Oh, is that an HSG? Yeah. Are you getting saline or the dye? I think dye. Great. I did the dye first and mm-hmm. now I'm getting saline. So they um, put a balloon, a tiny like two millimeter balloon essentially into your uterus so that they can uh-huh. see if there are polyps. They can see how thick the lining is. This is the saline? Is. Both of them do the essentially do the same thing. Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a balloon in me. But you won't even... Lucky. <laughs> It'll be like a party. It'll be yeah, like a festive. Party. Yeah, it's so festive. So, okay, so HSG, hysterosalpingogram. I mentioned it earlier. Now, obviously, I didn't know what I was in for. So let me tell you what I was in for. A hysterosalpingogram is a procedure that uses an x-ray to look at your fallopian tubes and uterus. You'll start by lying down on a table under an x-ray imager called a fluoroscope. Your doctor will insert a speculum into your vagina to keep it open and then clean your cervix with, I think, betadine, maybe? It doesn't say here, but I'm guessing. Next, she'll insert a thin tube called a cannula, which I think is like a catheter, into your cervix and gently fill your uterus with a liquid containing iodine. Finally, your doctor will remove the speculum and take images with the fluoroscope x-ray. Very cool. The contrasting liquid will show the outline of your uterus and fallopian tubes and how the fluid moves through them. My doctor had no reason to believe that I had any problems with my fallopian tubes, any blockages or any fibroids or anything like that, but there are a couple reasons why he suggested that I have an HSG. One reason is that if I do have any blockages in my tubes, then the egg and sperm won't be able to meet and doing a home insemination would be a waste of precious, precious time. Another reason would be that if we do end up doing IUIs down the road, I would have to do an HSG anyway before I spend thousands and thousands on procedures that wouldn't work with blocked fallopian tubes. And lastly, if I do have any blockages in there, then an unofficial positive side effect of the HSG is that it can kind of clean out the cobwebs and increase fecundity the month of and the month after the HSG. Fun. I'll give you the heads up for me, that dye test. I found it, it wasn't, um, it was uncomfortable. I heard. So if you can take something. I was going to take Valium. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, lorazepam. And yeah. I assume they're doing also the tube, the, your, your tubes as well. That's what they're doing. They're just checking everything. The out. whole deal, yeah. So for whatever reason, my body did not enjoy that—the tubes part. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until after I got off the table, got my, got dressed again, and then was in the restroom, I got very dizzy, really and nauseous, and then had to go back in and lie down, and they had to give me sugar and whatever. Oh, interesting. So just heads up, maybe. If you have a buddy, are you taking yourself there? I was just going to take myself. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> because I'm going on Tuesday and it's just saline and it's not the tubes. And I'm mm. still making a buddy drive me. Martin's driving me. <laughs> Martin? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to be out of the... That's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he's been such a... He's been along with us on the journey and he's oh, just no, such a dear friend God. that it's like... No one's been more supportive. So asked, I mean, our families asked, have been supportive, obviously. But, but also scared to ask about anything because yeah. it's too... You know, yeah. So, but Martin and Melissa... We were like, do you think you would be? And they were both like, yes, instantly. They both just ran to their phones yeah. to find the calendar. So. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll help. Hey, thanks. Well, I can help too. So if you do need a buddy, please let me know. Because um, um, 
I don't well, want we'll you to talk after. We'll Great. Talk All right. After. We don't have to say. Well, everybody offered to take me to my appointment that afternoon, but I said, no, 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 no. It's too far away. I'll be okay. And I knew I would be okay. And I was okay. I drove there. While I was driving, I popped a lorazepam. But what I didn't know was that there was a bottle of Lexapro in my purse. And then I accidentally popped a Lexapro and not a lorazepam, which is pretty funny because Lexapro doesn't really have any short-term effect on you. It only works over the course of like two or three weeks. So I'd say I had a pretty nice placebo going there for a while. I felt super chill and super calm. And I went, I did the procedure. It was very, very painful, but it was so short, so it was okay. Also, it was so interesting. I saw the inside of my body. In fact, you can see inside my body too. I'm going to post the pictures of my uterus and fallopian tubes on my Patreon. And by the way, thank you so much to my Patreon subscribers because without you, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford to get that HSG test and get these results. And the results are that I have good open fallopian tubes, no blockages, and I am good to go. Yeah, so that's Tuesday. So if all of that checks out... And what is that checking? It's to check if you're able to carry a child? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, if this test goes well a woman is able to actually carry a child like into your 50s. I mean, maybe more. I don't I, know the actual honestly, statistic. Honestly, I heard, no, it was an article I read about a, a woman who is 73. There you go. Right. Yes. And this is the ethical. This is the ethic. And her husband yeah. was like 87. Yeah, so, that's like, not okay. So your child is going to be an orphan by yeah. the time they're at least, I mean, they could be an orphan any day. They're pregnant with an orphan right now. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. It yeah. seems crazy. It seems crazy. Yeah. And then uh, would the point be to try and use one of like the, your one of your eggs or one of your sperm or just uh, we're skipping, donors? We're skipping Basically, the yeah. whole thing. Basically, we, we know that, that our odds are not great for those things. You know, we've had follicle counts. My, uh, despite being medicated for uh, Addison's, uh, my none of my numbers have improved. So it's like, that's not an option. So it's basically adoption, but... Her body will be the agency. <laughs> That's right. awesome. Yeah, yeah right. that feels like we have a little more control in that situation. Yeah. And then where does the egg, like would it be someone's frozen embryo that they just aren't using? There and are banks, like, yeah. Wow, cool. There are banks for The California things. Cryobank is one of the resources that we're looking at. Okay. And there are many. And they have sperm and egg frozen that you can choose. Yeah. Okay, so... So is that also an option to have separate sperm? Like you can curate your own embryo? Yeah. That's right. That's or, what you're doing, yeah. Oh, okay. You you wouldn't buy the embryo. We're not doing an embryo transfer. We're, you're making your own baby. Making your own baby. Yeah. Wow. That's it's interesting, so right? Cool. And, and it's, right? it's it's got it's it's uh it's a little less expensive mm. and it's also it's it's got a a, a good chance of The percentages working. are so much better. It's yeah. insane. Because yeah. you're using a Two eggs from healthy, a younger yeah. woman too. Yeah. Exactly. So this would be someone who like froze their eggs, had a couple kids, and now is like, I don't know what to do with these yeah. frozen eggs. Or it's eggs. like, I have a lot of eggs. I think that they probably, probably college find girls. them. Yeah. College girls who want money. money. Yeah. That's egg right. Donation. Egg donation. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. You, can, yeah. you can do embryo donation. That, it's a lot harder to find, to find viable embryos that are that are for that sale. That people are willing to part with. Yeah. Right. Because but there are a lot of people that have IVF that don't end up using their, the, yeah. their embryos afterwards. Right. right? Yes. So we have talked about embryo trans. And I told you about a friend. That's yes. right. That's where and it came up. And considering selling, but they're worried about the morality of it. They feel weird about it, but they know they don't want more kids. They have two. Right. And they've got two more embryos. And mm. for me, 
I am excited by that idea, by embryo sharing, I guess. Yeah. Because then you have a direct line to that little person, to your baby's other humans. So they can know where they come from and that there are siblings and there's a transparency Mm -hmm. that I'm really excited by just for sort of the mental health and overall health of that baby moving forward in their life to know exactly where they come from. Yeah. So Mm. I think there are so many wonderful things about that sharing of embryos, but we're going a different route, at least right now. Yeah, initially. And there are all sorts of forums, I'm learning, where you do get to have information. You can choose how transparent your donors are right so Mm. some of them are totally great with being contacted when the child is 18 Mm -hmm. or there's a more limited connection you can have one point of contact or one option opportunity for contact or no contact at all yeah the donors make those choices and and then there are also sites where you can find your siblings or half siblings the known donor registry? Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is also great because, again, like we all want to know who we are and where we come from, mm-hmm. and that's super important to me. Yeah. So it's a whole massive world um, that is new and that we're just kind of tiptoeing into and learning about. And we're kind of surprised never to have been, it, that it was never suggested to us, that we had never even heard of it, and it's yeah. not uncommon. Like yeah. women who are 40 don't generally produce as many eggs like that is the statistic yeah but yet we are all women in the world who have careers and we are seeing examples all around us of these families still being made yeah and there's actually no way possible for them to be doing it naturally but there's right. no conversation about it. Right. It's like all behind the curtains. Right. Yeah, like all the celebrities. This is probably exactly. what they're doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. They're getting like a 20-year-old egg. Yeah. And just have carrying it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I have think- a friend who's 50 and just um, uh, had adopted an embryo and she has a baby now. Oh, wow. wow. Of course, it's, it would be adopting an embryo. That, yeah, is that that's, that's the terminology? That, I mean, that's obviously a lot better than buying, buying. an embryo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but I think weird. it just does such a disservice to everybody for, because we all, I, I stupidly bought into like, oh, this will all just be here when I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. And like, if you look at me, I'll get pregnant. So you're taught that basically from a young age. Absolutely. Yeah, that's was, what health class was. Is it's like, mm-hmm. if you look at a girl, she will get pregnant and you might get AIDS. <laughs> Those were the thing. That was literally, those were the, that was the takeaway from health class. Because, I mean, certainly it was a product of the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, like that was, those were guarantees. Are you 42? I am 39. 40 as well? (laughs) Not 42. I'm I'm 39. Okay. Yeah. So we all have the same references. Right. Like the the AIDS crisis. That was a scary time. Sure was. Even in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, we were concerned about it despite, you know, it not necessarily touching us in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I am excited to know that there is a whole world beyond what I knew to be true and that there actually is community and such around it that I'm starting to see and understand. And I am excited also for there to be more transparency. And I hope that like we just get to have frank and honest and like joyful 
conversations about how our families are made because if you don't talk about it then somehow it seems like you're ashamed yeah Mm -hmm. and why be ashamed we're all kind of dealing with different versions of the same thing yeah by delaying the start of our families right so like why not talk about it yeah i haven't found that it's been weird i i can see that people when they see me want to know if i'm pregnant or not right right because they know my story and i'm like if you're wondering if i'm pregnant i can tell you yeah right uh, but no, also yeah. too, it's a yes or no if, answer. Yeah. yeah, we're also like, but it's are not you allowed to tell us because of the podcast? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, is it right. Well, I yeah. say I can give you spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers because right. I don't want to ruin the podcast for people. But um, but yeah, it's it's surprisingly easy for me. Maybe it wouldn't be this easy for everybody else. But I don't know. It's just it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, but it it's is just a part for some of life. reason. Well, like, be, uh, I mean, I th- I I in in starting to pursue this, I I have. I, I'm interested in being open with people, but I also recognize that like every person you tell is potentially someone you have to then tell the if it story. didn't work out. Right. Right. That's true. And that can extend that hard part because we were very open initially because we recognized <gasps> oh. that there was that there's some sort of a, a shame or a an unnecessary quiet around this topic and we were like we're not ashamed of it it's something we have to do we're doing IVF and we're all we're gonna try but then everyone wants to know so how'd that work out it's and you're true. like it's true uh not not well how are you you know yeah. <laughs> like I I certainly uh do feel still that like I want to just be open about it but I recognize now like that is a tough that's a that is that's those are tough later conversations it I think it is you're doing a service to people in being open about it because then they can also be open about it and not yeah, not yeah. Have, and then it isn't as big a deal if they're like how did it go and you're like didn't go great that's also not as scary you know you're saying Voldemort you're actually right, just right. you're using its name and it gets less powerful yes yeah. that's true that's true are you one of those people that uh, has a strong desire to be pregnant. Yeah. Is that part of it? Yeah. Too? Yeah. I think um, if I didn't, like it would be so much easier. We'd be like, well, let's redefine family for mm. us or, or really pursue adoption in our hearts in a way that we obviously haven't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do. I have a desire to know what that is, to experience the whole journey I'm so excited by that. Me too. I wish I didn't, frankly. Same. Because <laughs> like, yay, then that would be the choice. Yeah. And yeah. we wouldn't even have to, like how wonderful that you <laughs> wouldn't even have to worry about it. Yeah. You just have sex like crazy and not have to worry about a thing and whatever. <laughs> but like, no, that's a, yeah. that's a thing that I'm excited by. Well, I'm excited we'll for you. No, we'll yeah. see. We'll see if it happens. Is We have for the first time in or even when we were doing IVF the first time, we were like, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. But for the first time it started, we actually had the conversation the other day, like Selena got news that her thyroid, she had to, she's been trying to get her thyroid levels right for a long time. And they were finally right. And we, it was like, oh, I guess it's possible that good news also lives in this world. Oh, right. We were like, so what, excited. What, what if, what if it, like, oh, it, I guess it could actually work. We uh, kind of are, have been sort of going through the motions because we know that it's something we want, but also there's so much pain in it that you were trying to keep a distance in a way. Yeah. And certainly not letting any hopes, not just not getting our hopes up, not having hope 
Yeah. And that isn't healthy either. No. You're going to yeah. be equally as disappointed if it doesn't work out if you were excited as if you had been had been intentionally not being excited. So why not also st- we're starting to allow that little glimmer. Yeah. My nice. mantra for the year right before this new year started, I had s- sort of set some goals not related to this even and then I kind of looked at them objectively and went those goals are not that lofty. Dare to dream, Selena Dean. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You dare to dream, Selena Dean. And every time I remember to like, what if I allow this little dream? I feel like, ooh, there's space. I've created a little space for yeah. that. That's, that's good. Feels good. Yeah, that's great. It's good. Dare to dream. I play a game sometimes because I don't like to do that either where I get excited about stuff. I mm-hmm. feel like in my mind, somehow I'm jinxing it, totally, even though that's totally. like not real. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll do a game called Wouldn't It Be Cool If? Where oh, it's like, just great. like for a couple minutes, I just want to play the Wouldn't It Be Cool If? Yeah, game. Yeah. And that's kind of nice. I to- it's like I, low stakes. We've done that's similar stuff. So like when you're like, hi, uh, maybe I'll get that part. And yeah. you're like, well, I certainly can't think I'll get the part. So instead, like, imagine though, for one second, let's allow it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. So we're doing, yeah, we're kind of starting to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it feels good. It's working That's nice. Guys. It's so, so do you have a little timeline? If mm-hmm. you go get this thing today, then you have like next steps kind of laid in front of you? Yeah. So then the next step will be actually selecting the donors in earnest and we have like gently started looking at the sites and such and I what that's an eye opener. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. I was I don't know why if it's movies or what, but I had I had assumed we looked at the at the guy the site for the sperm, and I had expected like a bunch of I thought it was going to be like all tens just like you know oh, yeah. astrophysicist <laughs> quarterbacks like I thought that that was well, what it was because like yeah like I thought that was the thing like yeah like these are the best of the best because we were like well what's like the most elite sperm you could find and you go on there and it's just like a bunch of out of work musicians and you're like you're like i guess they're the people who need money so they're gonna sell their they sperm were vetted yeah they were exactly like they are, are the best of the best yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was a bit of an eye-opener i was yeah. like oh i thought we'd be picking from a slightly different pool yeah and but, this is california cryobank yeah yeah okay, so is that the, the one we looked through yeah and amanda and i looked through that one and you what? can hear their voices yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah but then every day there's somebody new on also so oh, you're like yeah? oh yay well the Get them while it's hot. It kind of is because they're like, oh, there's only so many vials left. The eggs come from somewhere else or the same site? They also have the ladies? um, Fairfax is. I've heard of Fairfax. Yeah, I've looked at them. And California Cryobank also has. I just haven't been able to access that part of the site because I am not computer literate at Mm -hmm. all times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the women that I have seen on this other site, I feel like there are so many options. Mm. Like so many lovely yes. humans that I would be like yes you well they you. because they have to go through quite a journey too as yeah. well like to to donate their their eggies right they've got do IVF basically yeah they do yeah, the they egg do harvesting the, uh, most of yeah. the parts of so, IVF yeah I remember when I was working at Disneyland with all the princesses everyone mm-hmm. was like a college girl and there was this like month where everyone was signing up to donate their eggs oh really yeah they were like it was like and they were all princesses yeah all the princesses That's were right. like you should do this you get like $12,000 right I yeah you got like 50 back then there was some law about like everyone got paid the same it wasn't oh, like wow. you weren't oh. allowed to like privately pay like, someone I mean, for I'm 
I'm dope, so yeah. you're gonna pay me. Yeah. Well, I posted on Instagram asking if any of my listeners had any experience with egg donation, and I ended up speaking with a wonderful woman named Sarah who discovered my podcast while in the Peace Corps in Fiji. She has donated eggs three times. I think, I think, I can't really, when I look back on it now and I think, why did I do this? I can't really pinpoint a Uh specific, I think for sure you have to have in order to go through the process because it can be really physically painful and it can also disrupt your life, frankly, in a way. And I think because you said you've frozen your eggs, so Mm -hmm. it's a very similar process. So you understand in the... Um, lots of the injections and needing to be on time and going yes. in for a ton of ultrasounds and blood work. And so I think to a degree, you have to have some sort of altruism involved. And, and for mm-hmm. me, that was a huge part of it, right, is, is wanting to, I've always been really fascinated and drawn to the business of fertility, of being able to kind of talk about things that are traditionally considered taboo and break through those barriers. And so I loved being open about it. I loved um, telling people around me that it was something that I wanted to do. And so I I can't really figure out what exactly the motivation was, but I remember signing up Uh and they have, I think they said they have like 3000, no, actually it's more, I think it's 7,000 applicants every year and they pick 3%. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get disqualified, but I'm just going to see what happens. And I kept progressing further and further in the process. And then by the time I was cleared and in the database, I was like, you know what? This is great. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. And the first time I donated, it was a live fresh egg transfer to a recipient couple. And did you know the couple? Did you meet them or no? No, totally anonymous. Yeah, they don't don't even give you the option. Okay. Yeah, so it's, you sign all of those rights away. So as soon as, as soon as they take the eggs out, I I don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the next two times were to egg banks, I believe. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I signed some sort of Canadian egg bank waiver. So I think my uh, my eggs were shipped to Canada. How uh, many eggs did you harvest the first time? I donated a lot of eggs. Right. The average, I think, is 17 to 30. And the last time, the third time, I, I gave 52. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like if I can overachieve in one thing in life, <laughs> we could be like... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 And so now I have to ask about money. Yeah. Tell me. Please. Tell me. Yeah. What, what does one yeah. get? I So the first, this, this clinic actually pays you less than mm. others. And the reason that I went with them was just because they were so thorough and that because they had so much experience and I felt good about it. The first time you donate, I believe it's, because for me it was 7500 but I think maybe it has increased. But then every time after that, it's 8000 Wow. So it was a lot and it was great. And, and. I think it's when every egg donor I've talked to, it's impossible not to acknowledge the financial incentive. Like it was great. Uh, And I was living paycheck to paycheck. So for the chance to have some wiggle room, to be able to buy something that isn't off of Craigslist for a new apartment, to be able to travel. I had a photography business that I started. So that's how I bought equipment and a camera, you know, just like things that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to do. So that was a huge part of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love this story. <laughs> and I love how open you are about it because people do feel, I think, ashamed about it. And you're yeah. helping families. Well, well, thanks. No, I, I think and also, and also your 
you know, getting to live a good life. Yeah, it helps for sure. And and I think that's why I was really excited to talk to you because when I, I'm really open about talking to people about it because I really like to have this conversation and, and I like to acknowledge all the things I don't know about it too and, yeah. and how much more I have to learn about it. Mm-hmm. But to see, like particularly in Fiji, the word, um, the Fijian word for taboo is tombu. And so whenever I used to bring this up and I would try to tell people and I'd be like, I was an egg donor. I was immediately met with that's tombu, tombu, we can't talk about it. And I, and I used to sort of think like, okay, I have to be strategic and conscious of when am I, when do I find like it's an appropriate time to break those barriers of how we talk about women's sexuality and fertility and unconventional parenthood. And so that's why listening to your podcast meant a lot to me because I would sometimes feel pretty defeated or deflated by those conversations. And I would listen to Spermcast and I would be like, yeah, okay, all right. Like other people are doing this. Let's have these conversations because it's a beautiful thing bringing children into the world and there's not one way to do it. Um, And I know that particularly for egg donors and for recipients, I know that being, receiving an egg is probably a last resort for a lot of people. And so wanting people to know that, um, that we're proud to help and to be a part of it and, and, uh, and feel good about it and feel good about the processes. You're going to make me cry. Yeah. I'm just, (laughs) I just, I'm just thinking about my current guests. I'm just thinking about them listening to the, listening to your perspective and feeling, feeling good about it. Yeah. It's really, it's really great. They're really, it's really nice. (laughs) Yeah. It's an emotional, it's a completely emotional conversation to have. And it's something that's so very personal though. Yeah. So it's just nice. It's just really nice to hear your perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard so many success stories too from going through the process in the clinic and it's, and it's good to hear. It's good to hear that it works for people because I, if for me, the, the two to three months that I did this every time was emotionally grueling, I can't imagine being on the other side and I can't imagine having to wait you know, through so many cycles in order to be able to do this. Yeah. I was also really happy to get the full genetic testing and everything too, because um, the first time I donated, I was 23. So to have that information provided to you for free and, and to, you know, they also provided psychological counseling and just like, there was a lot of cool benefits to it as well. Um, That was a deciding factor too. But I think I, I encourage, I like to encourage women who are able to consider it and to do it. And, and I also am totally understanding for people who can't because it was at times really painful and at times really stressful. Yeah. And you know, in a way you sort of sit there and you're like, okay, this is probably 10 days of stress and hormones and pain. And that's nothing compared to like what someone's going to receive if they do benefit from having this egg, you know? And so you can put it into perspective, but to be totally honest, sometimes it sucked. So, so you can, I can see both sides of people who choose or choose not to. I think it ultimately just comes down to how connected people feel to donating those eggs. And for me, it's, I, I feel great to know that there's at least one, um, but hopefully many more children that have benefited from, from my good DNA, I guess. Yeah. I love it. That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. It's cool stuff. Sarah, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. You are one special lady. If you want to hear more from this conversation, you guessed it, it'll be on my Patreon. And now, back to the Deans. <laughs> well, that's exciting, you guys. That yeah. sounds yeah, like a, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna and then they'll give you a good amount, right? So yeah. you don't have to keep buying more. Right. The idea is that, yeah, you're getting 
you're getting like between three and six eggs, I think is what it is, or two and five or something. I don't know. It's an amount. That doesn't and, sound like and a then lot. Like I a, don't know that that's... I, I, haven't... I honestly don't remember. And then and like a big old bag of sperm, and then you just... <laughs> like that frozen tangerine juice you guys brought yeah. over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or is it hand tangerine squeezed. juice? Oh, no. Equally hand squeezed. Sorry, guys. Gross. Ew. Oh, no. Yeah, not okay, not okay. Yeah. We're grown ups. Just so, but for context, Selena and Josh came, they have a tangerine treat, so they came with a bunch of fresh squeezed juice and... Frozen in, in bags. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why frozen in bags. Well, because it's it's to actually it's, it's, it's easier. easier. It's easier to it pack into longer. the freezer. <laughs> but you have enough. You'll have enough of a supply to potentially do more than one round if you have to. Right. Cool. And you're a new doctor. You like her? Is it? I think she's so great. Is it Dr. Melanie Landa? Yes. It is. I don't know why I know that name. We actually, when we were just in there, we. She told her about your podcast oh. and she wrote it down. She's like, is it this one? Got her phone out and she's oh, like, I'm cool. listening to that. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. She's terrific. She's That's just great. a lady in the world. I think that she worked with my friend who now has a, a year and a half year old. Oh, wow. Through yeah. IVF. There you go. Yeah. So she knows what she's doing. She's a human first. Well, and let's help doctor next. Yep. <laughs> I didn't think I needed the bedside manner that I do, but I... Yeah. I do. I mm. have learned. That's good. And she is able to do that. But she's also really honest. Pragmatic. And she's just like, yeah. well, okay, this is what we do then. Yeah. This is the next thing. Yeah. And if, you know, then we see. And none of it's the end of the world. She also doesn't make it feel as dire as when I was 36 and I was told it would be a geriatric pregnancy should I get pregnant at that time. Right. I thought... That sounds harsh, but I guess it's fair. <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, God, yeah. like find another word. And also, I was 36. Get off my damn case. Like yeah. it wasn't, I wasn't such an old lady. Yeah. And you're sure made to feel that way. Yeah. And now, I don't know, she's just great. And I yeah. feel much better about the whole thing than I ever have. I'm glad. Hallelujah. And I'm That's so right. happy you guys are able to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Thank Openly. you. Openly. Yeah. Thanks I'm really happy that you were able to space. do that. Yeah. <laughs> good job good job everyone. great job everyone great jobs great jobs <laughs> is it even useful is it just like it's what this yeah it's so useful to my listeners and to me i mean who knows what's going to happen with me down the road but mm -hmm. yeah like, and to me too like it's just these are the stories you people don't really share them you right. know especially right. your your guys's journey is so specific right. you know yeah yeah and I do have, I have another friend who's um, had many miscarriages and, and just adopted. And she's going to come on and talk about oh, that awesome. soon. So, yeah. right, and that will be useful for us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's so great. And also the HSG thing. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now you know what you're having. <laughs> now yeah. I know what's happening this yeah. afternoon and I should have planned ahead. Right. Um, <laughs> what, t what time is it at? 1.45. I could help. Yeah. She could help. <laughs> I could help. Okay, working, well, let's but... talk about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, right. We keep okay, hunting to the guys. end of the show. Okay, guys, thank you so much for talking to me and Amanda. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank thanks, you for your guys. podcast. Yeah. Oh, awesome. you are so sweet. Um, okay, well, I'll talk to you in 30 seconds when we turn this off. Cool, looking forward to it. Talk, <laughs> bye, I can talk in my normal bye, voice. Bye, All right, bye, guys, so anyway. <laughs> well, heck, I just feel like I am surrounded by the most wonderful people on the planet. Josh and Selena, I'm so excited for you, and you're going to make wonderful parents. Want to follow Selena and Josh on Instagram? It's Selena Dean, C-E-L-I-N-A Dean, D-E-A-N. And Joshingtron, J-O-S-H-I-N-G-T-R-O-N. 
Amanda, thanks for being there as always. And Sarah, thank you so much for calling in and talking about your egg donations so openly. Dr. Kalen, thank you. You're dope. And thank you to the people that did my HSG. You were dope too. And um, thank you to my newest Patreon subscriber, Amy Huddleston McDaniel. Amy, are you related to Zach? Are you his sister? Either way, I'm honored. But if you're his sister, I'm really, really, truly honored. Also, can I interview you sometime? And Sarah Samuel, thank you for upping your subscription. You are, you're, you're <laughs> you know what you are? You're rad. And I never use that word, so you know it's true. What a great day. I'm going to go to the dentist now. I love y'all. Oh, I should probably tell you that this week I'm doing another insemination. I'm 12 days into my cycle right now, so hopefully I'll be ovulating in the next day or two. And, um, yeah. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review me on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to talk, give me a call or send me a text at 323-741-1818. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, hit me up at SpermCast. Okay, love ya. Goodbye. Out. <laughs> he could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay, straight, black, white, tiny ass with an underbite. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.